Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, February 27th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Congress is back. A look at what's on tap this week. Number two, Investigation Nation. And number three, how Washington is addressing the train crash in East Palestine, Ohio. All right, Jake, good to be back with you. I feel like after a week of us doing the pod on and off, um, we are coming we are out back. of this recess week, uh, week with uh, a lot of activity here in Washington. Yes, yeah, second to last day of February today, uh, 28 days in this month, as we all know. Um, and then and then there's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, let's talk about this week. Uh, the House will be in for two and a half days before Democrats decamp for Baltimore, where they will be uh, holding their annual legislative retreat. Um, we got a sneak peek at the speakers uh, of the on this retreat, uh, including President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, Maryland Democratic Governor Wes Moore, Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, and Infrastructure Czar Mitch Landrieu. Um, this is going to be a retreat where they focus a lot on the um, uh, implementation of the Biden agenda. That's something that Democrats have really rallied around is implementation because implementation is all they got. There's not going to be much legislation. Um, the Democrats are going to love this Congress. They're not going to want to um, tout their any deals that they have to cut with Republicans. So uh, that is what they are um they are focused on at this retreat in Baltimore, which will run Wednesday through Friday uh, in, uh, I believe it's Charm City. That's what Baltimore's nickname that is, is. That is right. Well, look uh, at that. Just pulling that out here early Monday yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with myself. Um, so um, we uh, we will be there. Punchbowl News will be there um, in various forms in Baltimore, um, a place that, by the way, as you and I know, Anna has hosted many retreats of both parties over the last uh, 10 or 15 years. Um so this is a uh, a a big a big moment for Democrats who are going to uh, hear from you know all these top administration officials. Furthermore, uh, Joe Biden is going to be in the Capitol uh, on Thursday to attend a special Democratic caucus lunch for Senate Democrats. So lots of Biden uh, Congress stuff going on this week. This last week of February slash first week of March. Yeah, interesting to note here also that the White House is going to be releasing its fiscal year 2024 budget on March 9th, a week from Thursday. Uh, the budget's release will then kick, obviously, into high gear. The fight over the debt limit. Um, Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy have had one meeting on the topic, but there's been no contact between the two men since then. And there hasn't been, you know, they're not like swapping papers or even, you know, getting into even the kind of larger contours of what exactly some kind of a compromise might look like. So this kind of is the opening salvo in the next phase of uh, what is going to surely become, you know, very intense discussions going into the spring and then early summer. Yeah, um, the uh, there is some thought among um, House Republicans that Biden is going to try to wait McCarthy out and not schedule another meeting with him over the debt limit for a while uh, and see what he does. I'm not entirely sure that's the case. I think that 
there was a sense among both Republicans and Democrats that the conversation that Biden had with McCarthy a couple weeks ago was in good faith. And they seemed to not I don't want to say they see they saw eye to eye, which they did not. But at least they um, at least there was some. Uh, uh, good faith efforts to talk about a deal. So, you know, I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen with that, but I wouldn't be surprised, as we noted uh, last week, if McCarthy, to see McCarthy kind of um, uh, take some moves on his own on the debt limit if this, this standoff drags on a little bit longer. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning investigation nation. Our very own Max Cohn has a couple of items in Punchbowl News AM uh, this morning uh, with the tracker of, you know, what letters and all the expectations uh, that, that, you know, kind of have been teed up here and how the administration is responding. But he also has a really interesting item, um, Jake, that I want to talk about here about Representative Mike Gallagher, the Republican from Wisconsin. And how he's looking to do things a little differently with the China Select Committee that he leads this panel officially labeled the Select Committee on Strategic Competition between the United States and the Chinese Communist Party. That is a mouthful. Uh, is going to be holding its first primetime hearing Tuesday night. Yeah, this is a um, this is a big, uh, uh, presumably a big moment for the committee. This is their first hearing. Mike Gallagher, Republican of Wisconsin, uh, a longtime China hawk who um, Kevin McCarthy appointed as the chair of the Select Committee on Strategic Competition between the United States and the Chinese Communist Party. That's Doing it twice here. We're twi- we're both saying it in one item. This is impressive. Yeah, this <laughs> is a uh, this is a how about that for a mouthful. Uh, Gallagher, uh, Max spoke to Gallagher yesterday. He said, let's face it, most congressional hearings are boring, but they are trying to um, uh, juice this up a little bit by A, holding it in primetime, B, um, doing it a little bit differently. We'll see if they're able to. Uh, He's going to try to make the case that this is not a distant over there problem. It's a right here at home problem. And this is a a matter of American sovereignty. Um, The... uh, Testifying will be H.R. McMaster, the former deputy national security, the former national security advisor for Donald Trump and Matt Pottinger, the former deputy national security advisor for Donald Trump. Um, And uh, they Gallagher said he's not going to issue one big report that no one will ever read, but uh, rather a series of smaller reports to identify top pieces of legislation that can pass in divided government. Now, two things to note, Anna. Um, Number one. I've heard, I guess, three things. Number one, um, I've heard from uh, business executives that they are very interested in this committee, whether it will be a scalpel or a sledgehammer to China. I would say I trend towards sledgehammer, (laughs) Um, uh, at least on the Republican side. This is a bipartisan committee. Number two, um, I've heard from lobbyists that they are concerned about this committee and they are spending a lot of time focused on what's up with it. Um, and number three, the um, issuing a number of smaller reports, probably a better idea than issuing one big report, I would say. Um, uh, but this actually assumes that anybody will read these reports, which I don't care if it's long, small, medium. It could be an audio book. No one, not many people are going to read uh, uh, a report on the Chinese uh, on the Chinese Communist Party and the United States, no matter how important or interesting it is. Yes, I think I'll, I'll just concur with you on that one. I have a hard time seeing it making it to widespread uh, viewing or reading pleasure across this country. Um, but definitely going to be interesting. I also think, uh, you know, 
Republicans obviously were not part of the January 6th uh, committee in that investigation, but we did see, uh, in, in that case anyway, I think really hearings that did draw a much more national um, interest and certainly the ability of that that panel to kind of weave in almost kind of use the uh, different, you know, kind of wasn't just that typical hearing, which is, as Gallagher says, oftentimes is very boring. It is often, it's not made for TV viewing. And it will be interesting to see if the Republicans take anything or learned anything from that, where they were able to kind of weave in a lot of different video and other things to try to make it uh, a much more, um, you know, engaging kind of he- hearing compared to what we typically see on Capitol Hill. I think, Anna, the interesting thing is we're now, we talked a lot about during the January 6th committee's hearings, how successful they were for a variety of reasons. We're go- we're now going to see everybody, um, every committee going forward, trying to capture what many consider was the magic of those hearings. Going to be difficult, right? January 6th was a uniquely horrible event um, that, uh, was accessible for people because it was at it was in our backyard. It was at the Capitol in our, you know, it was it was just very different from from a foreign policy hearing about China and the United States. Not saying that's not important, but, you know, it's going to be difficult for any committee to capture the attention that the January 6th committee had. All right, let's go to the number three story of the morning, East Palestine, with Congress returning. The House and Senate committees will focus on the February 3rd train derailment and fire in rural East Palestine, Ohio, which has turned into a huge, huge political issue. Three House panels and two in the Senate are currently looking into the still unfolding disaster. Yes, so... um this is exactly the kind of um, thing that Congress is going to investigate. I, I would imagine that, um, you know, energy and commerce, transportation, um, EPW in the Senate is going to be all over this. They are uh, Schumer is Chuck Schumer. The Senate Majority Leader will call on Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw to testify in the EPW hearing. Um that hearing in, at, in EPW is March eighth. This is a it 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 it's it it it's kind of interesting. And our last time Republicans were in the majority, um, there was that horrible oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, you remember the congressional response to that? This is just like that. This is going to be the same kind of thing. Now, um, Democrats are going to say it's because uh, former President Donald Trump. Um, let off on train regulations. Now, the Washington Post has an interesting piece this morning. The fact checker, Glenn Kessler, um, saying that those that loosening of regulations would not have uh, was not dispositive in this train crash. So um, interesting kind of cross current of political uh, political issues here. And again, all of these committees are going to be all over it. They're going to be duplicative there, but they're going to be, you know, there'll be a lot of uh, uh, partisan back and forth here on, on the Republican side, on the uh, Biden administration's response on the democratic side. On I'm sure they'll find some, some, um, you know, alleged malfeasance on behalf of the train operators and things like that. And they'll look to defend the Biden administration, but this will be a marquee um, early test for the Republican 
oversight and um, uh, will be interesting to see on the Senate Democratic side, too. Well, we've also seen now Biden and the administration trying to step up its outreach efforts That's right. out there uh, in Ohio, as well as issuing a timeline of what's been done on the federal level since February 3rd. Um, at Biden's ordering, officials from EPA, CDC, and FEMA went door to door over the weekend and contacted more than 350 families with a goal of reaching 400 families by Monday, according to a White House official. Uh, and, you know, it's not just going to be Biden, but it's also going to be Transportation Secretary Secretary Pete Buttigieg, and he's going to come under, uh, I would expect, uh, GOP criticism and scrutiny, Absolutely. certainly even by Democrats, over the administration's handling of the incident, which uh, has been, you know, I think have, there's been there's been a lot of reporting about how it hasn't been maybe fast enough, swift enough, um, you know, aggressive enough, um, you know, on the front end of this. To be clear, the White House and Democrats disagree with that totally uh, and, and issued a timeline to kind of lay that out. But we are seeing the opening rounds of what will be a big thing on the Hill. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us this morning. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you like the Daily Punch, please share it on social media or with your friends. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day.